0: Okay people, it's Osiris, who else would it be, but we are just past Thanksgiving, um, we had a uh, good weekend so far, and you get on Sunday, of course, with a nice podcast and to get to relax, I got my truck back, um, I didn't get my girlfriend back or my shotgun back or um you know any of those things in a country song but <laughs> uh thank goodness cuz it's really depressing but, uh today 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 um today we're going to talk about um something that I would have to say, trust me on this one, (laughs) if you only knew. Um, And that is something that I'm pretty confident in saying is um, what the human existence really is truly all about, or at least should be. You'll want to say, "Well, what is it?" Well, that's a good question, and the question is answered by the answer of it's all about trust. Okay. Um, you know when we I do this podcast today, it's uh, some people would say it was a bit out there, but they obviously don't know me too much because if I'm a bit out there it's a little little heavier than that so um, but I did want to discuss um, a few things um, not only trust but a few things that you probably wouldn't normally put together or in any way uh, that you would assume that they didn't have anything to do with each other And um, I want to discuss the trust, of course, and institutions, and crypto. Uh, It's, uh, you know, it's for our our blockchain gang. Um, Now, on the surface, these three things uh, don't seemingly have anything to do with each other at all. But... Hopefully by the end of this podcast You'll see that they actually have everything to do with each other And they're incredibly relevant To the moment we find ourselves living in Now Now as a starting point we'll start uh, With defining what trust is And um and trust is, for lack of better words, a it's the base layer of all human relationships. Okay. Without trust, there can be no value exchange. No, there... And when I say value exchange, I'll get to it. But there can be no value exchange, no community, and most likely no sex or no intimacy. Um, If I don't trust my girlfriend, then her affection toward me will feel lifeless and empty. And and if I don't trust my business partner, then no amount amount of work... um, will feel useful at all you see if i don't trust my neighbor or society then i will see no reason to go out and to engage in the dealings of the world um but that's there's more than uh, more than that i'll tell you that i don't like to go and see god be out there anyway but um So we have to look at what the problem is. And the problem um, is that humans themselves uh, do a lot of shit that makes them very untrustworthy. (laughs) No shit, right? Um, Our natural disposition uh, is to be uh, short-term selfish actors of some sort. Um, Now, research will show that uh, most people will lie and cheat steal um, if if put in a position where they believe that they could get away with it yes you would if you're thinking oh but not me uh, just one of you you just one of you text me that saying that not you and within a month I'll prove to you that it's true that's a that's a real bat, so bring it.. Um, on top of that, uh, we instinctively fall prey to um, more of an us versus them type thinking. Um, which when this we, when we use that kind of thinking, we use it to justify our lying and our cheating and our stealing. <laughs> And sadly, you humans are, you guys aren't really uh, good at the whole trustworthy behavior thing. And we are. <laughs> no, it's usually only when we are among very close family um, or friends, but definitely not to complete strangers. So if everything is good if everything good, let's say, is built on the back of this trust, but we generally aren't disposed to being trustworthy, then how do we solve this problem? How, what do we do? And we have to look through our human history. People saw, and how they solved it, if they really did, but they did. They solved it by building what what we call institutions, okay? And um, what is an institution? Of course, I'm going to define it because some of you would think it's a, I don't know, some kind of weird musical instrument or something I don't know institutions are groups of disinterested third parties that create incentives uh for two strangers to trust each other in i hope you got that one <laughs> for example as i always do uh we'll take the we invented the legal system right so that you would have a very strong incentive not to steal someone else's shit okay how's that and um we invented banks and so that we can trust that our money uh, will still be there when we need it okay we invented regulators regulators I don't know. it was a cool no um and insurance agencies uh pensions health inspectors uh, editorial boards overnight committees oversight committees um all in the name of building and solidifying banks to um the trust for one another or between one person and institution so these institutions um, do a little more than what what the individual human does they, uh, the, the institution allows masses of people from all over the entire planet and the world to be able to trust each other enough so they could work together now the result of that have been nothing short of incredible um, and today as you're listening to this podcast uh, uh, the software itself or the machines that you're listening to it on they were created by an institution okay a company whose interest is to guarantee you being able to access my podcast yes um, as seamlessly as possible so The data is communicated through servers and uh, wires built by these institutions, be it Sony or whatever. So, um, but it's regulated by other institutions to make sure their data is being shared and fairly and effectively. Um, The content of this podcast is at the mercy of dozens of institutions around the world to make sure it doesn't. I don't know. Incite violence, violate copyright laws, uh, defame innocent people. Well, I don't know. Um, start a civil war, you know, because that's what I want to do, and start a cult. No, oops, whoopsies. And the fact that you're listening right now to the podcast is, uh, in the first place, it's likely because because you. You simply are listening because that simple act of you listening to these words that are coming out of my mouth um, onto this whatever you're listening to it on is the result of tens of thousands of anonymous individuals from around the world working together or at least working in the same point and trusting each other to create the ability for you to hear my thoughts that's a scary thing Um, as though I'm sitting right next to you that I'm in your head I have hijacked your inner monologue you are hearing my voice in your head not your own (laughs) Um, so and this is only one of thousands of comparable experiences uh, that, you know, you'll have today. When v- viewed from a different perspective, uh, civilization civilization itself to me is a goddamn miracle, um, if I believe in miracles, but that's why we know everything's under control. Um, because trust makes good things happen, they say, right? It makes us feel loved and successful, and secure in our world, in our institutions, like the church and the banks. And, <laughs> we built those to help promote and protect that trust. Or did we build it because we didn't trust you in the fucking first place, you sh- shysters? But, what do we do? The problem is that these trusting... This, these trust-building institutions are... Well, guess what? They're also fucking human. And humans are? Humans are... Yes, that's right, not really trustworthy. As a result, throughout history and the human existence, institutions regularly become Corrupt. And resort to various forms of lying and cheating and stealing to benefit themselves at the expense of everyone else. Like a federal government, like, you name it, you know, just about every goddamn institution. Uh, And then the institutions fail. Okay? And the consequences are pretty dire after that. Not only does the population itself lose trust in these institutions, but whatever incentives the institution had put into place uh to prevent also falls apart okay so the trust the untrustworthy build an institution to house trustworthy but they put them in with untrustworthy humans Yeah. Uh, And I know that might sound a little weird to you but it is the way it goes because everybody's lying and cheating and stealing to benefit themselves at the expense of everyone else I can steal from this corporation because they're big and they don't give a shit about us and they've been raping us for a while so you don't feel bad about doing it yep, see, just like that uh, the consequences are being dire. Not only does the, the like I said, the population the population lose trust in these institutions, but those incentives of the institution has that they put into place had um, fallen apart. And people like people see corporations uh, every day dodging billions of dollars of taxes. Um, yeah. And think to themselves, well, fuck it. If they're doing it, why the fuck shouldn't I? Why shouldn't I have to pay taxes? Uh-huh. That's what I said. And then I did something about it, so fuck it. I don't pay taxes anymore. Um, or they see bankers receiving handouts and, uh, you know, fat bonuses despite losing everyone else's money. So they figure, fuck it. I deserve a handout too. Or they see police roughing up their friends and there's no good reason for it. So in the immortal words of um, Ice Cube, fuck the police. You know, if trust builds a civilization, a lack of trust unravels that whole thing like a ball of yarn. A kitty cat, okay, and that has led to now. Now get this, right? My transition into this is is, is this unravels it all the way to the end and the inv- inevitable rise of of the blockchain gang, the crypto, you know. And uh, here's where cryptocurrencies make their unlikely pop-up appearance, okay? It feels strange a little bit to discuss, well, to be discussing crypto in a podcast about trust, <laughs> because on the surface, crypto is maybe the least trustworthy thing on the planet right now. <laughs> um, crypto has become a bit of an obsession of some people's, Uh, For the past couple years, not because they think they're going to get rich or destroy, you know, the government, or maybe they do, or something, but because crypto lies at the intersection of the most fundamental social questions that we have, and that's the questions of trust. Okay? It's almost impossible, again, to find a level-headed discussion except in our blockchain gang Facebook thing, um, of crypto anywhere on the Internet today, except in our claim, Yeah, I said that. Supporters sound um, like a, oh, I don't know, like a religious cult or something, heralding the coming of the mortal utopia. Um, critics are in hysterics and over-exaggerating claims involving the environment and black markets and inequality, and of course, you have the usual hate that every new technology that comes out, people, um, and that attracts, it's a scam, um, it doesn't even work, uh, it's a fad. And no one will use it again in 10 years. Uh, the exact same criticism leveled at the internet in the 90s. But here we are, people. Uh, welcome. Uh, televisions in the 50s, same way. Telephones in the 19th century, same on, same on, same on. Okay. So people see crypto and interpret it. Based on what they already believe to be true about the world, that worldview, right? Rather than approaching it as something that could potentially change what is true about the world, and we the crypto is is so polarizing and messy in a way because it is attempting to innovate the most foundational aspect of human civilization that we know of. And that's trust. And because trust is so fundamental to every part of what we know and do that makes inherently the crypto both insanely exciting and insanely scary. Fundamentally the technology undergirding crypto is an attempt to build a, basically a computational network that through basically a clever little uses of cryptography and decentralization is immutable, i.e. it can never be hacked, can never be corrupted, can never be lost or broken never say never people unless you're saying never say never but that's what they're selling that sounds technical and highly abstract but the implications are incredibly 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 incredible and today for example if you need a loan You've got to go to the bank. Okay, you go to the bank. You sit in front of this dildo that's across from you. This loan officer. You talk to them like that's gonna make a difference. Okay, it's not like it's a credit union. Uh, you hand over your report card or your you know your credit report. Uh, Then you have to hand over some proof of employment. Then you have to hand over your tax returns. Then you have to give them a utility bill if they don't believe you already, or something to prove all of that stuff that you say about yourself is actually true. That they're trying to find out if you're trustworthy. This loan banker is essentially verifying your trustworthiness and that's on behalf of their institution and to do that to do so they rely uh, she would rely on dozens of other institutions who have verified your trustworthiness mostly because you've proven yourself trustworthy through other institutions such as school or uh, employment or lack of debt, one of those. Um, But these fucking bankers, as well as the reports they collect from the credit agencies or bureaus, probably your landlord, your employer, they're just middlemen in a game of trust. They are there to verify that you're not bad Apple. And there are millions, millions of people in the world whose entire jobs are based around simply to do this verify trustworthiness insurance companies, banks, legal firms universities, regulatory agencies government programs have massive, massive office buildings full of nothing but people sitting around doing this trustworthy verification thing all day, every day trustworthy verification day, um, and they do this because we have no other better way to do it And because these groups of thousands of people are required to. The process is corruptible because, why? Because it's you fucking humans. Because it's human. For example, the way Uber automated altogether the taxis. just like that, crypto will automate away millions of these trust verifiers you're out of here trust verifier you trust verifier you're out uh maybe you think that's an amazing thing and a good thing right uh who dares trust okay maybe you think it's a horrible thing um, one way or the other but you can't deny it's really a fucking big thing okay yeah into gonna be a new world people and if you don't know it by now if you don't know me but you're gonna fucking listen um because he's coming uh now you can shake your little fists and make pleas about job security and fucking incoming and not and Inequality or whatever the fuck, but at the end of the day, people, you and I, well, maybe not me, you and everyone else will will love it and use it for the same reasons that you love to use Uber, because it makes our lives a hundred times fucking easier, and that's what it's all about. Da-da-da-da. Because the current customer experience that we have of dealing with human-led institutions are constantly verifying student loans. Verify trust is a never-ending nightmare because FALCOR. But yeah, getting that loan requires weeks of phone calls and meetings and submissions of hundreds of pages of paperwork. All containing very personal, sensitive information on you. And because institutions are human, and humans are always corruptible and weak, all it takes is one disgruntled, one pissed-off guy at the DMV to literally prevent you from being able to legally drive. That's right. The computers don't lie, people. I can make a computer say something, and they're going to believe it over the human. Okay? So, all it takes is one asshole banker over there on some kind of power trip to fuck up your ability to buy a fucking home. That's right, people. Your hands are in the lives of these people. So, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Um, and we have to look at um what is it we really need to look at but we have to look at the institutions and the special interest relationships we uh, have between big banks, insurance companies, legal firms, governments uh, because ultimately privacy our privacy and freedom of expression they do matter supposedly um, a lot and this is why crypto is inevitable um it's happening people it is happening it's inevitable but it's messy now if we were to rebuild the world's network of institutions from the ground up you're probably going to have to make all of the mistakes institutions have to make over civilizations of 5,000 years of history to get there you know your ventures venture capitalists often say that crypto is like um speed running startups you know speed running startups what does that mean does that mean i'm starting startups um i say it more than than that it's uh, speed running institutional history wow methamphetamines can do that um but crypto is is market testing hundreds of different types of government, governance models altogether. Um, security protocols, capitalization allocations, uh, wealth redistribution, you have to know, brand building. Um, what happened in 100 years uh, in the real world happened in a couple months in the crypto world. You see? And eventually it will catch up. And... The governance or these systems that govern will be better and faster and more productive, more reliable, more secure, and censorship-proof. But part of that market testing is subjecting itself to hundreds of hacks. That's the kind of shit that we go after. Ponzi schemes, rug pulls saboteurs scam artists rip offs hold and dumb dog hold on yeah no i'm recording the podcast god damn it sorry about that um i couldn't find the off button Anyway, business calls. But this first. Oh, don't forget about those dumb dog coins. Those two. But they need to happen. Each one is an experiment. Everything's under control, people. I told you this. And each experiment's failure moves technology itself forward. Okay. And it's at a blistering pace that does this like a blister in the sun now my brain enjoys you know the volatility of chaos um, it also enjoys technology I like techno I like techno I like money therefore my brain just enjoys crypto I own a bunch of uh, crypto, not a bunch, I wouldn't say a bunch, I would say some, Um, but I had to do it, I didn't, I had to, they forced me, Um, yeah, I wouldn't have done it on my own, because I don't trust it, (laughs) Um, but... uh, I I understand that if the people who are terrified of its potential, after all, in order to automate and upgrade uh, upgrade trust verifying institutions, you must rebuild and re well maybe replace those institutions all are already you know because they're corrupt and those institutions are like they're not going to just like we're gonna go away. They are they're very unlikely that they're going to go without a fight. Just come on, come on! I dare you get punch you right to the moon. Um, And if you're a fellow degenerate like me, I'm experimenting with the uh, the NFT space, um, and I'm thinking about uh doing the nft with a frag more of a fractionalized launch of uh, uh of my autobiography when it gets published and that's on the ethereum blockchain and it will probably be i don't know that it'll be the first of its kind but uh it'll be a way to share a creative power with my fan base Um, and if you want to learn more about that uh, I'll let you know because I'm going to give them an answer in December Uh, if you don't know that uh, I actually was approached by a com. You should buy some people to uh, write an autobiography uh, Write me to write my autobiography for them to publish. Uh, that sounds a little weird, but um, I guess I have an interesting life. But anyway, uh, at the time they didn't tell me what publishing company they were with, and uh, so in December when we meet, I meet with them. They're going to reveal that which kind of makes me weirded out but anyway i've already made my decision that i wouldn't do a a normal publishing company that publishes books actual physical books uh because they would not publish the life story that i write of myself they wouldn't have that Um, my life's been way too fucked up to have for them to write that in there, especially with my um, way of writing and, and my language and my, yeah, no, it wouldn't happen. They would try to or want to the edit it. And I'm going to be telling this group of people that I'd rather it be done on electronically. Therefore, it has a lot more leeway not to I, I told him I want artistic, full artistic control with last say, meaning they can't edit a damn word that's on that tape. It has to be written or put on or whatever the fuck they're gonna do if it's an ebook or whatever they're gonna come to me with. Um, but it can't be edited for content or language or words or, or any of that. So I have a feeling that's not really gonna happen, but if it does then the days and lives of Osiris, yeah, will be be a real thing. So um I also on good another terms, so I get to see at sometime in December about being published for the second time. Uh see what the they said. Um so, stay tuned for that. Um. If you hate all this shit and don't care and think I'm trying to brainwash you or something, that's cool cuz probably I am. But guess what? I don't give a fuck people don't give a fuck. I know. Shocker, right? Hopefully you at least found some of these musings um interesting and thought-provoking and if not, uh, then don't fucking listen all right i gave a fuck once people that fuck was a flying fuck and it fucking flew away so i don't have any more fucks to give okay people i don't give a fuck and this is Cyrus. and um fuck off